everyone, and welcome to the Dingers and Discord podcast, uh, all about Mario Superstar Baseball. Uh, we made it to week number three, and I have myself uh, a good episode to share with you guys and my crew. We're joined here by Little Cokes, Mr. Joe Baseball, uh, Clutch, Remke, and a new face, Hell's Hero. Uh, Hell's, you want to talk about yourself a bit? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Hell's Hero, name's Jake. Uh, I've been with the Mario Baseball Discord for about a year now. Um, I'm a two-time Netplay Superstar Champion. I think I'm third right now on the money-earning tier list. Um, I-, I will say I am the resident boomer of the list and uh, also the top international player as I am a Canadian. So, yeah, I get to rep both communities, old people and Canadians. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I never heard uh, yourself introduced as like a top international player, but it does make sense. <laughs> Top so. international boomer, Hell's yeah. Hero. Also, I think Hell's is the first person on the podcast to introduce themselves by where they rank on the payout tier list. You know, we That's should be saying the ELO leaderboard, but anyways. Uh, ELO leaderboard's old news. Second and third, I don't need that one. I need to know where the money's at. <laughs> Who's got the money? I've got the most negative money. Yeah. So, there's that. You're welcome. You and Poke. Yeah. Thanners is up there, too, after uh, Thanners just finished. Yeah. I think I'm at like negative 50, but it's okay. All right, well, let's get started uh, with the topic we always start with, the weekly roundup. And we're going to start with the Rookie Rumble uh, 4. It's the fourth uh, event that Vickless Falcon has hosted for us, uh, including 21 different players. And uh, the top seed, Riley Scott 64, goes down uh, early, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really did not even it. make it out of pools. He drowned. Yeah, that's not good. Not looking good so far. Uh, anyone watch any of his games at all? I didn't get this. I didn't catch any of them. But uh, Riley is, uh, you know, he's a bit of a choker in, in tournament. Yeah, unfortunate. Does not rep in the streamer community well with uh, with his recent tournament performances. I just don't think he was listening to the Drake album. That's what it's yeah. all about. He's a big Drake. Well, guy. he said he he said he was he said he was listening to the clean version. And uh, uh, that's where he went wrong. Yeah, he has to be explicit version. Yeah, definitely yeah. a boomer moment. Clean version's washed, so it makes sense. True. Well, we got some new faces uh, rising up in the community. Uh, Super 63 and Neku going undefeated in pools 5 and 0. Big moment for uh, some of the new guys coming in here, uh, putting, putting their name out there. Uh, any opinions on these people? Uh, I... I played against uh, Neku the other day, and they almost uh, took me down. Um, it took a. I had to have a bit of like a. I don't. I don't remember if it was eighth or ninth inning rally uh, to end up winning that game. But I think, actually, I think my game against Neku went into extra innings. I think it went into the tenth inning before I think. I think I hit a grand slam to win it. Um, but it, Neku's been playing well. I, I think they had a little bit underwhelming results in some other tournaments recently, but um, they've, they, they definitely have a lot of potential to, uh, to get the bats rolling, get some pitching going uh, and definitely make some upsets. Hmm. Neku's yeah, pitching then... is solid. I, I played against Neku in uh, pokes tournament a couple months ago. And even then I was like, Oh, this person is like, I think they're ranked 32 seat or whatever it was in that one. And I won by one Bowser Grander and nothing else. Huh. So Neku's on the come up, and I've heard a couple people, like more of the top players, say it's been close games each time. That's hey, exciting. That's really good. Right now. Yeah. 
I, I, I like seeing better competition. That's very good. That's what you want to expect, you know. Uh, meta's rising, everything else. Feels like uh, people are working working at it well. Um, yeah, I love to see uh, any, like, new player make an upset over a top player. It's in, it's ni- It's I feel like it's encouraging to people to, like, see that, like, me, Hell's, Crazy Joe, yeah. like a- any of like the top like ten of the Elo board or whatever it is, we're not indestructible. We're not like we can. Everyone can have a bad game. Everyone can you know just not get the bats rolling for nine innings. Anyone can you know crank a grander with Hammer Bro, uh, and it just blows the game wide open. Um, it's it's not just a long like it it it, it might be you know low chances, but they're every game there's a chance of an upset and it's never it the game's never over yeah and i think people get into that mindset a lot too where they see uh you know they see the top players winning everything you know remkey crazy hells you guys are winning you know pretty much every event that happens cactus whatever um but like you guys are grinders especially remkey and crazy they play you guys play the game a ton and you know it's not like you just hopped in and were immediately number one ranked sure like the rise is pretty quick but no, it, it takes time and it takes effort. And at, over time, if you just play this game and you understand the meta and you know what you're doing, like you will be able to compete with the best players. It's not this. This game is not very mechanically challenging. So as long as you understand what you're doing, you're most likely going to be able to play well. Mm-hmm. I think Rookie Rumble this time is super interesting. And I mean, we'll kind of keep going through the scores here in a second. But um, this was the first time it was closed off based off of ranking. Uh, it was C tier and below on the leaderboard instead of what was considered a new nut player before. I'm going to call it the Remke rule because we had Remke, uh, Says, and uh, there was someone else that Shobbs. was like Shobbs. Oh, yeah. There was like basically like two or three A B tiers, and they were still technically new nut players, and it just kind of defeated the purpose of Rookie Rumble. Like the to idea be, is to like to, to be. Bring I was going to say to be fair. To be fair. When I entered that tournament, I think I was maybe two weeks old in the server. And then the tournament got delayed by like two or three weeks after I entered. And in that like three weeks, I like took a leap and started climbing the board. So like I was and I, and it was, I think it took like a week and a half or like maybe two weeks to get through pools. Um, and I think that's why it came to that point. Uh, but it, it was... Like when I entered that tournament, I was, I think I was like a C tier when I entered the tournament. Uh, but it just took a while. And in that time, I just started climbing up. And I think I was like fifth on the leaderboard by the time that I like won the tournament or something like that. I don't even, I don't remember, but I mean, hey, you always got to have a rookie of the year, right? So always got to have a rookie of the year. But I, the point I was going to make was basically, you know, we kind of know who is towards the top and like MPS pools right. and who are going to make their undefeated runs. It's cool to see like, who in C tier, if they're only playing C tier below, would be undefeated? Like, would they be undefeated or would they just like have a bloodbath and like beat up on each other? And it's not like a clear like number one or number two in that tier. And so I think this kind of structured tournament of having only certain tiers eligible is really interesting for that reason. For sure. Uh, moving on in here. Um, so a couple new stuff that happened. So uh, it was the first time that the top eight was going to be best of three. Do we want to keep that going in future tournaments maybe on? Or, you know, will we close that off? 
Uh, for tournaments that run asynchronously, absolutely. Uh, for events that are run live, it's impossible. Yeah, that's, I, that's pretty much I, what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, it it's it's unfortunate, but as as of now with our current rule set, if you're gonna do best of three, it, it has like it would have to be single elimination, and even then, it's still gonna run too long. And even with it being asynchronous, uh, the finals were actually played in two parts because of the the day the final was played was the day that net player servers went down. Mm. Um, so they played the first two games and I don't think they got to game three for a solid week. Yep, um, wow. So yep, yep. even that like playing best of threes, it can take some time, but if it's asynchronous and there's not a huge time crunch to get rounds in, then I think it's definitely a good format to have. Mm-hmm. I'm personally always a fan of more games, yep. um, more games, longer games, looking at you stars on. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm always, a proponent of that because it gives you more time to start to read your opponent and and i've said this before too gives you more time to get accustomed to what your opponent's doing make adjustments to your play and actually adapt to what's going on as opposed to you know a five inning game where by the time you start to get reads and adapt the game's over so i that's that's kind of where my where i lie on that yeah, yeah, I I, you know. I think you know nine innings is important, but and best of three is great, but it's it's not. It takes so long, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it's like you have to you have to a lot an hour and a half for every set in a best of three, and that's mm-hmm. just not realistic. Yeah, yeah, seven. you just don't want to put that much time into it, especially you know if you're playing multiple games in a day, it's kind of draining for some people. Yep. Some people don't have that mentality just to play and play and play, which that's right. me. I I'm not that type of person, so I I really get it. Uh, so going back to the undefeated players in pools, they did get knocked out uh, by the two people that did make grand finals, that being the uh, Joe Meister and Fabricator. Uh, Joe beating Super 63, 15-7, uh, nine, Super 63 winning 9-0, and then Joe closing it out 10-4. And then Fabricator versus Neku. Uh, Neku wins 6-5, Fabricator with the reverse sweep 16-12 and 6-3. Um, those were definitely very good series themselves. Uh, basically proving your point earlier that hey you could take down anyone no matter how they played um it's about who's hot and who can you know play the better baseball game so definitely definitely a good one and you look at it too uh we have best of three here and fabricator versus neku neku won the first game but then fabricator won the series so Mm -hmm. adjustments happen you know and yeah same happened in finals really gives you a shot to learn your opponent figure out their weaknesses and yep. I, I feel like that really brings out the better player. And you oh, can for see sure. it really with Joe Meister putting up 16 runs and 12 runs in the last two games, where as opposed to only putting up two in the first mm-hmm. one. He got mercied in the first one. And then yeah. came back, put up 16 and 12. That's I mean, that's just the definition of, you know, understanding what your opponent did to you in the first game and adapting your play to fix it. Yeah, it's not even not even like Fabricator was uh you know, his batting stayed with it. He put up nine and eight runs in the last two games, but you know, yep. Joe Meister was just on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think good, the one good thing finals. I saw was uh definitely a lot of offense in these games, which which was crazy to see with the new net players I've seen before. A lot of the terms have been low scoring games, I've seen a lot of like two nothings, you know, three ones. And this one, I think that goes to, you know, all the tools that have been added for people to see about, like, slicing and learning things in the meta that new net players have offense right away. It's not just, you know, 
nine strikeouts, 12 strikeouts in a game and said, yeah, you saw 12, 16, 12 in games. Like these are massive like blowouts back and forth. They're going into second or third pitchers each time. So it was really nice to see on that side. I think that's a good point there too. When you mentioned the resources of learning the meta, I think that's a really like valid point because, you know, back in the day, like before we had all this, these guides posted and tutorials and all that stuff, People would just kind of say, oh, uh, when I use this character, if I hold, I just hold my stick here and I think it does better and I, I hit better. Or I swing late with this guy and I swing early with this bat character or whatever it is. And it was kind of just vibe and feel and some people just had it, other people did it. And now all the resources are there. There's no, uh, you know, you don't have to play a thousand games to figure it out yourself. Like you can just go figure out, oh, I have to swing at this frame timing with Birdo star and i have a much better chance of getting on base and it's just it's just right there i think like mm -hmm. that the knowledge gap is definitely uh not necessarily or maybe not the knowledge gap uh but uh the path to get to uh the knowledge that you need in order to compete at high level it's definitely a lot easier now the hill is not as steep due to a lot right. of resourcing and mm -hmm. so i think that i think that could be a really fun topic for another podcast down the line maybe we could tell be... new net players what resources they should look at when they first get into the game yeah definitely down I'll for that next a... episode or later on today i'll give you a hint it's literally just mr joe's youtube channel no see i was actually gonna su suggest my modding tutorial video i think it's really good too <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah it's a controller modding video on how to uh how to turbo your controller it's just yeah. it's just get a frame one box controller yeah. You know, there are this is a different topic, but there are <laughs> I've thought about this before about optimal controller mods for Mario Baseball. Maybe you'll talk about We that need more. notches, baby. <laughs> notches. Optimal controller mods. That's, what, a, that's a new one. What what controller mods are you thinking? Right now it's pretty easy actually. I actually want to hear it. You remove the springs from the triggers. Mm -hmm. So that way because in Mario Baseball the analog like spring doesn't press matter. doesn't do anything. It's just right. the press. So you that's just remove the, the springs and it's just the press. I did that for, for Smash or Melee, yeah. um, and I just use it for Mario Baseball now. <laughs> so I can star swing and L cancel a little bit quicker. <laughs> That's actually really nice. Yeah. Well, yeah he might be doing that now. <laughs> might, might be I was saying, that. time to order a new controller and take the springs <laughs> out. Hey, I got two. I've got my second GameCube. I've been oh, thinking about needing a second backup one just in case. So anyways. I'm giving him ideas, Cokes. <laughs> we got to get off of this quick. <laughs> All right, getting off <laughs> getting off of this one quick. Let's move on to topic number two today, a topic that uh, gave everyone a big, big smile. The Mario Superstar Baseball Meetup uh, hosted by Mr. Joe's uh, and the Dinger City crew, if I believe correctly, right? That's correct. How did yeah, that we... go? Uh, I see the – well, for you guys it's different, but three people here uh, went in person being Cokes um clutch and joe joey so you guys want to talk about what went on uh, i w watched it on the stream but completely different in person and on the stream i think we can round up the games first so i think the the best part to pick up if you didn't watch any of the stream or anything pick up from the quarterfire match baltor versus maddie yeah the <laughs> most insane game of the tournament it's unfortunate that we didn't have a crowd mike because the whole place was popping off the whole game you can tell when because of his hype plays you can tell from the reactions from the players um maddie pulled that one out four two so maddie ice advances semifinals um 
The game after that on stream was Strainer versus Papa Den, Dennis from Dinger City. Uh, it was close at the beginning. Dennis pulled away late, 14-4, yeah. but Strainer was someone that I think hasn't been in the Discord, and I noticed that they were chatting recently. So, like, I think this is someone that we got into the community because of the meetup, and they had a good time, so that was really cool for not yeah. playing. He didn't. He didn't get mercyed until I think the eighth inning, and he, yeah. he kept it close until probably the seventh. So, yep. It looked like he was gonna start beating Dennis at one point. Yeah. Too. In the yeah. game, you really think, you know, based on Dennis's, you know, he's a very animated player when he's playing. <laughs> yeah. There. You would think like he had one star and the game was tied, and you know, Strainer had five stars or whatever it was, and Dennis just couldn't get on base. Like you'd think that Dennis was about a loser, and then he just pulls through. Yeah. You know, he. If you want, if you want some good reactions and you want some like good uh, potential Discord emotes, you gotta watch just watch Dennis play in this tournament because I've never seen the man more animated in a chair than than he was on this stream. We need to get um, we need to get John Boy to do some lip reading because oh he <laughs> was talking to himself during the Maddie game. Which oh, speaking yeah. of the Maddie game, Dennis versus Maddie, first semifinal game on stream. Um, Maddie takes that one seven one, dominating the whole time on the mound. It took Dennis getting a weak grounder to first base that rolls past the corner baseman to take the first run off a of DK banana um, in the ninth inning. Um, I think the really interesting thing from that game, we'll talk about it later, is people have been talking about Paratroopa and Dry Bones coming back up as line drive star swingers or. I guess you could do dry bones, red dry bones for Falcon Pop. So I think we'll talk later about possibly tier list changes after watching that performance from Dennis in that game. Yeah. Um, I, but then oh. go ahead, Raven. No, you, you can go. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say then the next semifinal was Cactus Peacock. Cactus took that one 10 0 handily. Um, I was on comms for that game and it started, it ended as soon as it started. Uh, just Cactus was yeah. rolling. He had all his heavies in order that day um and it showed but then as hot as cactus was there was no one more locked in than the ice man himself matty ice winning finals 11 to 1 in quick fashion and so matty ice four innings right three that sounds three third i think it was bottom third i believe quick i don't even yeah because i don't i don't think hammer bro got two at bats yeah i think you're right yeah just insane it was insane. He was locked in. And again, I uh, will talk more about the meetup here in a second. But those, those, I think if you start from the Baltor game on, um, I think you get a pretty good idea of what happened during the tournament with the top games. Uh, but obviously, there were some other games on stream as well. Yeah. Yeah, the, the meetup games were really cool. Um, my favorite part about the meetup games themselves was not just that the games were really good and high quality, but it was that it was mostly players who had never played each other except online, and they're finally getting a chance to play each other in person. Not only that, but if you actually go watch the VOD, the stream setup looks so official. The first time we had a player cam set up yep. for Mario Baseball with you know a company logo. Well, we've had a company logo, but all of those things put together, it just looks so official. Baltor's match, he's got the sunglasses and the, the hat on. He looks like a poker player. It, it's just amazing. Uh, it looked you know. it looked like that stream could have been out of Genesis. Yeah, like, yeah, it, you, would, you would think. Like, they had great production. Um, yeah. And from, like, an at-home spectator standpoint, 
the Baltimore Maddie game was wild. I mean, it was like there were like opportunities, there were great defensive plays, there was slap hits everywhere. It was but the game that ultimately ends at a 4-2 score, like it for a 4-2 game, it was very very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I know Maddie made that insane Parajuba Parajuba super jump. Oh my lord! Yeah. that robbed the home run. Did he also have a wall? Was there also a wall jump in that game? Separate? I mean, there probably was. I don't I'm sure. Walter had a clamber in left field with me. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah Oh man, we're spoiling the game, but it's it's really good. Go rewatch it, even if you saw it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Absolutely. just so hype. It it that really brings out the community. And I, uh, not being there, I watched it as well. I, I don't really nitpick the game. Not like that type of person. Not like that high level. I'm more of a you know production producer type of guy. And shout out to Dynamite for posting that as well. He did a really good job. Shout out to the uh, the venue as well for setting everything up. But I saw just what they had there, and I was just my mouth was just watering. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. They had like seven screens inside that uh, seven screens that stream room. Running a server <laughs> was... to get all the footage. Yeah. Bring it through OBS on two different separate computers. I was just so confused. Oh, I was confused. I was I was happy. I was going crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. The the venue was super awesome. They were they were super helpful with the you know getting us set up for this, and uh, we're hoping to do some more stuff there in the future. And I think it's uh, I think it's looking good for us. Yeah. Big shout out to the meta. Yeah. Absolutely. James. Yeah, the the coolest part about that whole thing too was that as we were leaving, um, they were just saying like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you. You know, we'd love to throw another one of these." And it's just cool. I, you know, there's other people there as well who weren't even. They're just there for the meta, not even the tournament itself. Yeah. And they're like, "What is Mario baseball tournament? Like, that's so cool." Yeah, we <laughs> even know had happens again. <laughs> we had uh, we had Suarez playing in that tournament. Yeah, right, familiar with the Smash scene. He's uh, oh, he's like yeah. a top player in New York. Yeah, Yoshi. so uh, really, really cool stuff, and he 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 played pretty well. So I I imagine we'll be seeing more of him at least in LAN events. Yeah, uh, if we have him, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think uh, this will pretty much be the the first consistent LAN event happening mm-hmm. at like a uh, competitive level, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're 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 super hyped for it. Yeah, we got the seed planted now. Now the words out about land Mario baseball tournaments. Oh, I yeah. know, I know more tos in the melee scene as well too. I'll, I'll try to like, you know, sneak in a couple of side setups, get some side brackets going for yeah. yo tours in the melee scene. It'll be, a, it'll be a fun time. And That's then super cool. Long Island will just be the the home of Mario baseball. It kind of already is, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. New York City, Long Island, that area. <laughs> It's just so cool to see everything growing right now. Like it's so yeah. small, and that was just a big step in the right direction. Yeah, you you know you just took random people and they played Mario Baseball, and like this is the best thing I've played in a long time. Mm-hmm. It keeps going. There's so much potential growth, and I'm just yeah. I'm so excited for this. It, it's so nice to see. It puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got about like two or three years until we are at Genesis or something like that. So pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Based on I, I did the math already. So, yeah, something like that. Smart yeah. guy, cokes. Exponential. <laughs> it's exponential. It's exponential. Yeah. If you bring it to about... Gommel, I can show up instead. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys who were at the meetup, but I actually barely even played that many games. I was just all over the place trying to like play 
the stream game and then talk to people and tournament and watch stuff. I don't know about you guys, but that was kind of my experience. I was all over the place trying to. I, it was just kind of overwhelming the way it's like wow, like the yeah. whole news is like here. Well, not the whole. Definitely. Week, but, you know, I yeah, played I played two ahead, games. <laughs> yeah, I played. I played two. One was on stream. One was a five inning random game on Peach yeah. Garden. <laughs> Might need to like make it a two day event later on if we get more uh, yeah. uh, people. Because it gives there, more yeah. time just to maybe maybe a day just to relax and you know meet everyone. And then the next day is your tournament. Just to you know, <clears throat> it's worth it for the, in the money part if you're putting a little bit extra money in because it, it's an experience. You're paying for the experience, and yeah. that's yeah, the thing you take home and you love uh, seeing Clutch's sign. I miss all my meetup pals. So <laughs> you know, I could tell he had a wonderful time. You know, so it, I think the two day thing might be a a good idea in the future. Yeah, 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 definitely, uh, potentially. I mean, we'll see how how it goes in the future. We'll see what what costs are looking like and things like that. But I mean, just just for like a first go at this, I think you know it, we knocked it out of the park. Everyone had a great time, and it was yeah. just it was even even uh, aside from the actual day of the meetup, you know, like the whole weekend, people were just around hanging out and whatever. We had Baltor at uh, at Dinger City on Monday, so we got some uh, recording done with him. So it was it was just a, it was a great weekend for everybody involved. Yeah. Good to see one of the high uh, net play streamers get there. That that's really cool. I'm excited and I want to see what Baltor uh, brings to the table over there. See if he takes on some of the Dinger City boys. Oh, believe me, you won't want to miss it. Believe me. <laughs> I wasn't even there, but believe me. <laughs> All right, uh anything else you all want to talk about meetup related and anything? Y'all I'm not not much i'm just i'm excited for the next one i know uh yeah. we're already looking into scheduling a monthly but even if you know aside from a monthly if we do like a bigger thing uh you know somewhere down the line maybe later this year uh, i'm looking forward to it already yeah absolutely all right i'll start saving yeah <laughs> I feel like we're all gonna do that now uh moving into our next topic it's gonna be a new one we're bringing on uh, hopefully to do it weekly it's gonna be viewer comments we read your comments and answer them live on the pod uh first ever viewer comment question is gonna be from pk kirby saying shot in the dark but the turtles dry bones and paracoupa will rise again as players uh as, as players start to shift back to line drive star hitters opinions on this Bone sucks. Yes. Thank you. It Joe. looks so bad in the Dennis game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I. So, Baltor, Jason, and I were on comms for both the semis games. And I kid you not, we probably talked about the Bones pick for 90% of the game. Like, <laughs> it just defined the whole game because he picked all these star swingers and he took Bones. And so he had Bones at second base, which hurt his defense. And then he wasn't star swinging, which is the whole reason to take the star swingers. And so, and, and I even acknowledged it on stream. I'm like, the only benefit then is you are trying to make Maddie pitch to avoid your star swings because you have like four or five stars the whole game. Mm -hmm. But if you're not taking advantage of him, probably staying on the outside part of the plate, because I mean, outside pitching is good regardless. But if you know where they're going to pitch outside, it might like, help you a little bit but if you're not reading it anyways um then you need to start using your stars to get something going so yeah. um it didn't look good there i am sold though on paracoupa rising up especially after the super jump catch in right field and honestly 
so many more people are going away from PM as a lefty. So now it's a righty, which was where a lot of wall jump homers were from. And I think people are getting away from the curve trajectory hitters a little bit. Um, but like, it feels like more and more homers are just not wall jumpable because people are making better and better contact because they're getting to be better hitters. And so if it's down, I mean, I think I still take Mario Luigi first, but I might take Paratroopa over Bowser Jr. in right field now. I think I might like Para more than Luigi. Definitely more than Bowser Jr. Luigi's yeah. close. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I like the bat more personally. I like the star hit, but wall jump is not going anywhere. Yeah, wall jump. Luigi has yeah. super jump. That's yeah. true. That you know that is true. Uh, I just I don't I don't like him in the field. He he's kind of got a noodle arm. Uh, you know he he's got the same speed as Paratroopa. I know his dive's a little better, but I don't know. I sixty speed. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh, we can definitely check on that. But Paratroopa, What's my that? favorite thing about Paratroopa, a, a little coke sauce. Check that one, man. <laughs> Just check the memory bank. Um, but my favorite thing about Para is that if you throw him in right field with Bowser on first, since he has such a strong arm and a quick windup, you can actually mm-hmm. make nine three putouts. Yeah, like I've I've seen it enough that I'm like, this might be worth it. Green Parrot does have 60 speed, by the way. Yeah, yeah I thought so. But, I just think I mean, that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, damn, Canadian standoff. Um, <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that my issue with Para is that he's just missing a lot of the balls that somebody like Luigi's, I think, catching on that one, or like the mm-hmm. Mario's catching on the dive and things like that. I think that he's got the Definitely chance. Mario. I, I don't think that Bones has a spot, because where are you putting Bones on the field? You got you're putting him in center field to hide him, but there's already enough players that we're hiding right now in center field with have way better bats. Or you're like third power hitter PM. Sometimes we're hiding there, or you know people are putting Wario there. Um, there's so many better players to hide, and I just I was a big fan of Bones when he was in the meta last year, and I think he was my top average. But I still I'm playing him right now in classic, you know games and it's nice but it's bone not zone. anything compared to what yeah I'm, I'm trying for the bone zone right now i can't quite get it but it's not nearly as good but the pair is the only thing i think it has a chance but i'm never giving up a wall jumper nah all right it, wall jumpers are just too good at like get like just getting the opportunity to rob those home runs like don't, don't get me wrong. I love my super jump catchers. I love a good super jump catch. They're hype. They're hard. They're such like a cool like skill barrier. And like it's it's a really challenging input to actually get a good uh, super jump. Um, like I had one super jump against Clutch. It was a boomerang bro hit. And it was about to like go to the pole. Uh, it was going to be in the park. I was going to hit the wall, but I super jumped it with Luigi before it could get to the wall. And it, it just like, it was just so like invigorating and it just felt so good to get the, like a good super jump catch, but super jump can't replace wall jump. I don't think it, I don't think wall jump has better it. range. Yeah. You can, you can wall jump from further away. And, uh, you know, sometimes with super jump when you're doing, even if you do that really like crazy input, which where you like stop dashing and you get the perfectly timed jump and all that. Even if you do that, sometimes you're just not close enough and the ball is still too high. Cause it's, it mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's on an arc. 
Uh, but with wall jump, you can you kind of magnet to the wall with wall jump, so you have more range there. And like obviously Mario's not going anywhere in right field. Uh, Luigi's most likely here to stay. But I, I think Paratroopa is better than Bowser Jr. And I think Paratroopa has a good place in left field also. Uh, if you don't want to take, you know, you don't want to take Noki, maybe. Maybe you want uh, maybe you want Para instead. I think Noki's better. But uh, I I think that Para could be a reasonable preference. Uh, it's, it's good on the Bowser team. Yeah, especially because most of the time if you're taking Para, you're Bowser team. And yeah. as of right now, most of the time Bowser team has Bowser, Bro, and King Boo while leaving the only heavy hitters for the other team for to be DK and Petey, typically. Uh, maybe like a Wario here and there, maybe, you know, the occasional lefty PM. But uh, th- those, I mean, Petey's obviously a huge threat, but those, like, the other home run hitters, you're not, they're not, like, super scared of them getting one that's unwall jumpable. Uh, so maybe, maybe para right field on the baller team is the new decision that we have to consider you want to hear my thoughts on uh dry bones oh sure go ahead always love to right. it's two words <laughs> cursed ball <laughs> no don't All talk right, give about me this give me out give me out <laughs> go to the season seven recap video on dinger city oh yeah stats recap it goes through all the players and their stats on the season, all that stuff, right? And it says, you know, there's a segment where it goes through the, the record and their head-to-heads, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a section where it goes through their best characters. It shows you the best pitcher and the, you know, lowest ERA of that person. And then which character had the best batting average or OPS or whatever statistic you guys use. I don't remember. And then, you know, you're going through the video, and there's a lot of Bowser best hitters, there's a lot of Boo best pitchers, uh, standard stuff. And then it gets to huge, young upstart Joe Stimmel, right? Yep. And it says, best hitter, Bones, batting average was like, you know, 0. .6 or something. Like yeah, 600. He, he was batting well over 500. Batting 600 with green bones. Best pitcher, green bones, ERA. <laughs> I, I swear it was 0. 0.7. It was. <laughs> I swear. Dude, Bones was nasty. I don't know if this was like cursed ball or if it was just no. so weird or if it was just huge being weird himself. I don't know. But I, all I, I know think is you got that... lucky, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know the amount of plate appearances Dude, and the amount I, of games pitched. <laughs> I played. I played one game against his Green Bones, and I put up 17 runs that game. So <laughs> I am. I'm not too. Wow. I'm not too worried about that. Truly cursed. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> cursed truly, ball. Truly cursed. This is before we knew about cursed ball, which is you know, yeah. it, it was funny, and he was just like a Green Bones guy, and maybe he like. Maybe he had a feeling or something, but for anyone that doesn't know what cursed ball is, yeah, yeah. cursed ball is a stat in the that we got that we found in the data mine. I believe it's OX two is what OX4. the actual OX is it OX four? OX no, two is two. the back. It's I think two. OX two is the pitch is the cursed. Oh, that's ball right. Stat. Two was that's I yeah. There's OX four is a different one. I forget what that <laughs> one is. But it's it's how quick you can break back and forth with your curve. Okay, gotcha. So OX two is what we nicknamed the curse ball stat. Uh, dry bone. All the dry bones have a have a OX two of ninety, which is tied for the highest in the game. Um, and basically, it is a multiplier against um, your sweet spot nice contact. Um, and it basically means 
chart like your power hitters, your Wario's, your DK's. Uh, not as like it doesn't affect Bowser and Petey as much because they could pretty uh, handily get it over the wall most of the time, but it still can affect them. Um, but it makes them hit less far. Um, and you're sacrificing your curve and your, uh, you know, general pitching uh, for this niche, possibly po- like base. very like possible like very low possibility of maybe saving a home run off of one of those characters um but you know what if you have a good bones pitcher i think uh hells is rocking the red bones for classic this year uh we'll see how long that lasts him all i'm hearing from this is if you're saying it causes hitters to hit less far it means if bones rises up in the meta para's going away because we need wall jumpers in right field again right we're screwed the one thing i will say about wall jump like cycle Para being good is the moment that we stopped seeing Para in the meta was when people on Netplay got good enough to wall jump consistently. <laughs> it was true. like the exact moment, like September, October of last year, Para just started diving and everyone started learning how to wall jump. It just, it stopped just becoming, you know, a niche thing that you'd hear yeah. about or see once in a while. Yeah, definitely. And also just like, not, uh, not to put down paratrooper star hit because it's good but like people just like noki more noki's got better defense in my opinion and the star hit's still really good and this the hit without a star while it's still not good it's better than paras because that is one of the worst slap hits i've ever seen in my life i charge actually i do yeah i I think that's the right move (laughs) i just i hope i split a gap quick enough i i for real think that's the right move because paras got low trajectory so you're gonna hit the ball into the ground Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, I I I think Green Para is a decent character. Uh, he's a good filler for Bowser team if you need a star if you need a star hitter. He's got decent bat reach. I think he has the exact same bat reach right. as Noki. Um, so it's a preference at that point. Although I hate saying this, but Green Noki and Green Para do have the same speed. Uh, same pitching stats too. <laughs> Is it really the same, same pitching throwing. stats? Yeah, same they have like throwing. identical oh, wow. stats. It's identical All stats, right. just difference in release. Sidearm yep. versus like over yeah, Noki sidearm busted. Love sidearm. Um, you say you love sidearm, but you say you don't like Dixie pitcher. Yeah, because I think Diddy's better. We're not getting no. into this now. Oh my gosh! All right, we're getting off track. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, final thoughts on on tier list changes with para good bones bad yeah that's that's the basic consensus i think i'm comfortable Paris, with that Paris, Paris is still probably around 21 22 but yeah. in certain scenarios should be drafted in that i'm not going to yell at anyone for taking paratroopa no yes especially if it's exactly. especially if it's on bowser team yeah. yeah all right viewer comment number two it's gonna be from vickless falcon saying Something I've seen in stars on lately is people switching to slap hitting with two strikes and moving away from the strikeout or charge hit mentality. Uh, anything you guys want to add to this? I, I've been seeing it a lot. I've been doing it a lot too. Uh, even in stars on league, I'll be you know doing a charge hit uh, with maybe you know Wario or something. And I'll be like, okay, I'm just gonna go for a base hit here. Or uh, in other words, like maybe like Luigi is a good one too. Um, you're going for the charge, trying to hit one out, and you go for a slap hit. And I've noticed that that has allowed me to figure out who the better slap hitters are in Stars On. Mm-hmm. And it's made, made my gameplay a lot better because now I'd never charge with Luigi. Never. 
I, I, I don't care anymore. I can slap it on the left side of the field consistently, get a base hit, maybe a double. So, uh, what's your guys' opinion on this? Yeah, with, I think Stars on did this really interesting arc from, you know, it went from, like, people, people typically go to Stars off first and then they transition to Stars on later. Uh, if they want to play more stars on or they dabble in stars on and they go back to stars off, they go into stars on and they charge with everybody. Everybody is charge swinging, no matter who it is. It could be Toadette at the plate. Toadette's charge swinging for the fences because, I mean, realistically, anyone can get a perfect contact homer and hit it out. Um, and that's just stars on. Um, but now people have started realizing again, I think more that slap hits still are decent while they're not as good as stars off i think characters like donkey kong um you know toadsworth you know your your start like especially like the characters that have low power like uh like uh i'm trying to think off the top like Wallu. characters that you would see yeah Wallu. i mean not, yeah Wallu slap and stars on is still really good uh magic koopa slap and stars on is still really good uh you know your neat your more niche characters like toadette you don't see Noki as much in Star Zone, but her slap is still decent. Um, they, they're better. In their, you, you really have to consider whether you want to charge or slap hit, and people are now leaning more towards slap hit. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting arc that it's been of everyone charge versus we're going to slap. And I just think the, the charge to start going into the slap, you know, uh, which is what Vickless brought up, I think it's a good call. I mean, I, I'm doing it in stars off as well, even, you know, with somebody like Wario. Same ideas. If I'm not hitting the first two, it's easier to contact on the slap. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to get that more often. And if not, you know, pitchers usually got me red sometimes by that point. So might as well play the odds of being able to hit a single. So I don't think that's any different between stars on and stars off. But I think the one thing is that people as you know uh Remke was just saying was just like people are realizing what stars on is it's, it's kind of the wild wild west out there right now still in stars on it's meta's not defined tier lists aren't defined so people are finally realizing what they can do I yeah mean, if you're gonna go for rng hits with perfect contact you might as well go for rng hits with slap hits I just think, in stars off at least, I I understand the kind of like two strike approach of just going for contact, uh, especially with Donkey Kong. Like if you're a Donkey Kong charge swinger and you know you're down o two or it's like one two, then yeah, go for the slap because it's 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 certainly easier and it's more consistent. Uh, but I feel like the only other character that you're really ever going to see that with is Petey, and hmm. I hate it with Petey because like if if you're gonna hit the ball with Petey. Hit it over the fence. Don't mm -hmm. worry about that slap hit. I look, I've seen it enough. I've seen it a, a few times. And it, it sure it does land. It's it's kind of like Donkey Kong light on the slap hit. It's got a terrible contact zone, though. It's yes. it's a it's an a, a PD's contact zone for slap hits and, and for charge hits too is abysmal. So just just charge swing, man. Just I don't know. I I could see it with DK, but otherwise in stars off uh, stars off, I I don't see much merit to it. Expression. I do like it in stars on though. Yeah, especially with the star hit, you have the uh, pop fly star hit with PD. Yep. You're mostly going to go for that if you have a, a big star gauge, maybe three or two. Yeah, um, and stars on for sure, yeah. I don't see going for the slap hit stars on. Maybe there's that odd situation. I've seen it before, but like 
you're going to hit it out if you're going to get good contact. And if you don't, you're going to get an out. So just go. You made a good point there, Joe. Swing for the fences. You know what you can do to make the slap work, actually? You can hold the, the, uh, tr the R trigger and then pull the ball with your slap hit. And stars on, it's a home run. You can do that. Oh. <laughs> Pop fly enjoyer. Yeah. <laughs> I hate pop flying stars on so much, yep. but that's a conversation yeah. for another time. Just get, <laughs> just get perfect con just get perfect contact with a pop fly star hit and it's a home run. Easy. Well not necessarily oh, some characters, yeah, but PD I don't think so. You just nice. pop um, it off with PD, nice. PM, KB, like you just hit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, KB is just busted, so KB's busted, then it goes PD, then I think you can kind of go to PM. PM is you still have to hit the ball decently well, but um it's a lot more easier because the expanded. Uh I've nice. seen so many sour spot KB star hits who go out of the park. It's disgusting. Oh yeah. It's I, so disgusting. I have him for Stars on League. I got uh gifted gifted him as I joined the league and definitely <laughs> was like down here and now I've been slightly getting up on my star hits with him made me a better player with him but like everything's flying out now it's crazy it's just you gotta learn and once you learn uh, it's broken yeah he's super broken in stars on and honestly i've been i've been using the kb falcon pop in stars off i think it's really? i think it's a solid option okay because it the kb's charge swing has been kind of people have kind of shown that they're not super comfortable with it a lot of the time me myself included not everybody but uh, it's one. He's the harder character to hit home runs with, I think. And uh, if they're pitching you inside and you're not comfortable with the pitches, you know, rip, rip a, rip a Falcon pop. It's good. I've been, I've been arguing. <laughs> is so that, mad. Oh, yeah. I, this is disgusting. I, I, yeah, I've been arguing. Just slap then. Just don't waste. I a hate his slap so much. Why? So Ugh, I don't know. It just never pitching. lands. People are pitching KB outside to make sure he's not hitting, and that's the big way that people are stopping. People that's are pitching true. you inside on KB, and you're slapping. Get better with KB and just hit a home run when they pitch you inside. Like that's that's just the answer on that true. one. True, so true. All right, anything to add on that one? Or is that I mean, I think the yeah. only last thing that I think could translate a little bit, and actually it was Poke Bunny and I were talking about it a bit in the Discord was uh. Two strike approach and stars off. Obviously, you have a lot of slap hitters, you know, so you don't do charge to not charge. But I think starting to sit on more pitches that are um, that are really hittable and for good contact, and not worrying about covering the whole plate with two strikes, because a lot of times then you just end up with like sour contact or contact you're not going for. Like maybe you swing out of your shoes and get early, and if you got runners on, you could really hit yourself in a lot of double plays. I think what might start happening more might be a good approach is sitting on a specific pitch and then either ripping it or let it, you know, if it, if they beat you with an inside pitch and you're looking outside, take your strikeout and go to the next hitter instead of hitting in double play. Cause you sour spotted right to the second, the shortstop for six, four, three double play. Yep. I think that could be an interesting development because we see it in the MLB today. How many players now just say I'm going for the home run or not. And if I strike out, I strike out because that's better than me making poor contact, grounding out, and turning two with runners on. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there could be a similar rise in Mario Baseball um, and how people be more selective with two strikes versus trying to protect the plate so much, depending on the hitter. Because sometimes you can hit it poorly with a hitter and it's 
not a huge yeah. risk because they don't hit sour spots hard or something like that. I could definitely see it with some characters. Like obviously, you know, if you're rocking like Toadsworth or something, like Toadsworth's gonna hit. And if you're making contact, it's it's flying somewhere. Yeah. Like Toadsworth, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you touch the ball, it's gonna land. It's either gonna land for a hit or you got unlucky and it's ground out. Uh, so that's just kind of how it is. But I, I I could see some merit to like when you're playing with you know maybe a, a worse slap hitter, you know one of the characters you're less comfortable with or something, and you're like I don't want this double play. So I you know you can either pick a spot or you could just kind of be like you know this is you know I I don't I don't want to ground out here. I'm gonna kind of accept that this is a, a failed at bat. Maybe you know pick a spot, swing at it. I don't know. I I, I could see the merit in not trying to get double played, but I also think that that's more of a I think it's something for more of like a new player to worry about because when you get to like the higher level I just think like you're if you if you're swinging at a pitch it's because you know where it's going you know and obviously yeah you're gonna get jammed up sometimes because you know characters like Dixie Kong and Diddy Kong who put so much curve on the pitch they're gonna get into the sour spot on the bat that's that's why people like them so much is because they they do have that you know they do have that curve that you can jam people up but ultimately I think like a good player is going to hit their spots. Yeah. I saw the uh, Toadsworth stats ran earlier today, actually, from the Rio database. And it's insane. I, uh, the um, righty Toadsworth in total is batting 456. And then that's without the star hits. The star hits, only the star hits is 596. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know what the That's average, insane, average, dude. Probably, that's really across good. the board, probably 500. Like, that's so insane. Wow. And that's across <laughs> all players. Like, yeah, yeah that's across we, all players. We all know there's a huge jump up with those right. good slap bats as, so, as the higher you get up. Imagine the like top 20, man. Like, just right. top 20 players, top 10 players. Probably 600 at least. Toadsworth, yeah. Toadsworth is the most beginner friendly character in the game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he has. I, I have never seen a, a sour spot Toadsworth slap it. Never. It's, never. It's I don't think certainly I've, rare. I don't think I've ever seen it in my life. Uh, but it, I mean, it's certainly not on the end of his bat. I think there might be an inside sour spot, maybe. But I've seen more perfect Toadsworth home runs than I have uh in stars off than I have uh Toadsworth sour spot. Not wrong I, I clap it. totally yeah. agree with that yep. it's yeah. it's he's just so beginner friendly his bat's so big he just like gets great trajectory he has so many balls land like just behind the middle infielder but just in front of the outfielder uh reach is insane man reach is absolutely insane he's just he's yeah. just a great beginner friendly character and uh i think i i i to but to kind of counter the point a little bit I do think like like the 456 and uh what 596 is what you said the yeah. crazy numbers. I don't think those grow too much if you no. only pull the top players because you don't really get better with Toadsworth. Toadsworth is just good. And you hit your hits, you get them to your like you can get better as you get better with all slap hits, but Toadsworth is pretty user friendly and you'll get yeah on base with him most of the time as a beginner so you won't grow his stats as much as other characters so i mean i'm sure it would be a little bit higher with the top players but uh characters like mario characters like waluigi characters uh you know those are the ones that come to my head right now those are the ones that take a lot of skill like to really master and get consistent you know 
optimal Waluigi play is frame perfect with stick input. Like that's if if you're frame perfect with stick input, you'll get a hit 100% of the time with Waluigi. Uh, and that's, that's, I mean, obviously none of us are at that level and none of us will ever be at that level, but that's kind of where there's a bit of a skill gap from Toadsworth to some of the harder slap hitters. I, I think you said it perfectly. Toadsworth, he's got a, he's got a ceiling and it's mm-hmm. not that hard to get there. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. 15 games and you're basically there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hop, into, hop into batting practice for a minute. You're good. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with the last topic and Cokes. Before we start, we're not going to nail this at you as this is something that you are I figured. <laughs> super involved in. And this is your thing. Yeah. But we're just going to talk about it and you are more than welcome to chime in about it because it's your thing. Cool. This is Net Play <laughs> Superstars. Big discussion going on in the community in the past week going with you know what it's about um so what what's the format of this tournament it's going to be open participation uh, qualification circuit closed invite like what should this stand for what does this tournament stand for do you want me to answer or someone else to chime in i want I you think... to start off first if possible yeah. okay i agree yeah so netplay superstars was originally the only tournament you could really sign up for in the discord um, I don't know. I don't remember how long ago it was until other tournaments started popping up. I think the first tournament that wasn't Netplay Superstars was actually Rookie Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I think people started taking it uh, into their own hands to run their own tournaments. Um, but Netplay Superstars is a it's it's a sort of a historic thing. It's um it's just kind of been the event in the Discord ever since we started running events it, it literally started off because i said like i was in the netplay channel uh and i was like hey who wants to run a tournament this sounds dope uh like this message if you would enter <laughs> yeah. that's literally what it was and then someone was like oh hey i can stream it for you by the way and then that's literally just how it began um for me i've always seen it as this type of tournament it's like this is the tournament of let's say the month or the sea or the season this time period or whatever it is and it's like okay we're gonna try to get uh, as many of the good players and anyone who wants to test their skills to compete in this tournament and like show what they got no stipulations there's no uh you know no no disrespect but no toy field with all these get the gecko codes you know <laughs> there's you know there's no 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 stipulation or anything it's just we're just gonna play mario baseball as we see it on dinger city as you've seen on your streams and everything as, as you play in ranked and we're just going to see who the best is on this day or this month or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I've seen, it. I, I kind of want to hear more. I, I basically, I've been thinking about new formats for the tournament because I don't like the one that we're running right now. And I think if the tournament keeps getting more players, so the last one was 74 people. Um, so if it keeps getting more people or the similar numbers, I don't think the current format is sustainable. So then I started asking around, you know, what would be a good format to shift towards as a better long-term plan that's going to work for more people and stuff like that. So that's what I started thinking about. I have some of my own ideas, but I like to gauge community ideas, opinions, you know, the people actually playing in the tournament and see what they think as well. Uh, so I don't know if anyone else has an idea that they wanted to share. But now I'm going to do it. 
I have one one opinion on this. Okay. Netplay Superstars has to be an open tournament. Always. Always. If we want an invitational, if we want like a uh like a top sixteen of ranked or whatever tournament, great, awesome, fantastic. Call it something else. Because that's not Netplay Superstars. Netplay Superstars is an open mm-hmm. bracket for everyone that wants to play. And that that's I think no matter what you do to the format of the tournament, it does not matter as long as you keep it open. Yep. I one hundred percent I one hundred percent agree with that. Um I, I think, you know, as the newest member of like the server and as the newest kind of player get integrated into the community, coming in like to kind of close to the beginning of a Netplay Superstars was pretty huge uh, because I was like, yeah, this is a spot where I can enter and like kind of start to hopefully make a run and show myself off as a player. Um, and it, it it really should just be any buzzy has a shot and i like and honestly i like the current format with the pools i think it works well i don't know i mean obviously i'm not a to especially not to a <laughs> to level. nightmare yeah <laughs> it's, um, it's a to nightmare it's and I'm a not a I can imagine. <laughs> um but it i i think like pools and like giving you know the mid-tier players the lower tier players like genuine tournament matches against top level players, I think is very important for the community. And that's important for lower level players growth as well. Um, to be able to like experience true tournament setting uh, for themselves. So whether that's, I, I, I think the whole thing is open and fair tournament. Uh, everyone's on fair ground except for, you know, seating, but I think it's, no, no freebies given out, in my opinion. Yeah, if you were to change what Netplay Superstars is, then you got to change like all the Netplay Superstars champions' titles because they're not Netplay Superstars champions anymore, really, because that wouldn't be Netplay Superstars. So it's just like it, it gets confusing. Just keep it Netplay Superstars, keep it open, keep it as it is. Maybe change the the you know how the tournaments run, sure. But I think it's a great idea to have an, a closed bracket for like the top players. Pick a new name. Call it something else. Yeah. Yep. I I I don't have anything else on. Uh, I don't have any other thoughts on that, but I think that's the important. I think I've got quite a few on that one. You know, I've I've won two <laughs> of them since I've I've come in here, and I think like to me that was one of the big things. You know, as was said by Remke, like when I showed up, you guys had just started that summer tournament that took you guys. It felt oh. like four years to finish. Uh, I think it was like two months. Um, also, Coach, you're wrong. There has been a tournament before the new net players won. It was uh, really? Big Daddy's Little League World Series oh. that I won. Also, I, a complete shit show, but I won. Dude, so it's okay. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, so I need a story time later. I haven't heard of this. Oh, uh, it, it's a beautiful tournament. Uh, <laughs> just that's all you have to know. And I, I am the reigning champ. Um, yep. We'll never have another one. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think it's. I think I've been one of the people who's been more vocal on like liking a lot of the ways that we've had it. Um, I'm probably one of the most vocal people on that. People need to shut up about seatings and stop crying. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing that angers me more than reading, like coming home from work and seeing 500 new messages in all complaining about their seating. When Coke said, we're going to base it off a ranked ladder. And then people just throwing their arms up in the air and not accepting the ranked ladder rankings. 
at um, NPSS10. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to name names, but dear God, yeah. Um, so I think that that's been... Uh, it's been great experiences each one of the NPSs. Like it's just seeing that open and yeah, anybody can make it. Anybody can do that. I loved the one you did where we had massive groups. I thought that was really cool because it got the most amount of games and you got to play against so many different people. So I thought that was like it's a super fun idea. And I get that it's again a TO nightmare so many times. People quit out after they lost three games, they couldn't win the group. And I just wish that people were better at playing their games than that. And I know it's it's so hard to do, but like I thought that was such a a cool idea where it was like, I think it was eight person groups. It was eight, and so you got, yeah. you got seven games against people. And like, even I played with some of the people who were already eliminated. They're like, I'm just happy to get more games in. So um, that was really fun. Uh, I think my, I think that like the things that I stand for in MPS is that, you know, it's first of all, somebody once talked about like doing an in-person NPS. I'm like, you really can't, know what the acronym stands for if you think it's in person <laughs> yeah, it exists. Like, but i think like it's it's an online tournament everyone can enter no barriers on it and double limb or something of that form yes. has been like yeah, double limb, like, i mean best best of threes as well works but i know that's even god even more of a nightmare it's but, just a stream nightmare at that point yeah i think it's that, a top that, eight nightmare and that sucks but it yeah. is what it is those have been my three things that i think are are great on it and like you know we've seen so many cool stories i mean I think at one point we had a group of four was like me on like eight or seven. It was like me, Krazzy, uh, Matt Gree and uh, Cheeky or Toasty were all in the same group. And I was like, at that point, like Krazzy and Toasty were like unknowns for it. And then now, you know, I think all four yeah. of us are in top, top 10 20. or top 12. And, uh, yeah, if you told me that was a pool today, I'd be like, we need to fix yeah, that. Something's yeah, wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. <laughs> Maybe the so. seating complaints were a little valid. Uh. <laughs> but, but at the time, that that was a yeah. properly seated group. And it's yeah. crazy to think that now they all are like, could be number one seeds in their group, depending on who signs up and at yeah. what time yeah, the yeah. seating is done. Unpopular yeah. opinion every group that has ever been seated has been correct seating. I, I don't, I, I completely fine with whatever it's seated as. Like, Agreed. I think that our ranked ladder, we have yeah. literally a mathematical formula to figure it out, and people yeah. are still going to bitch. You'll never get a group to be happy look as long as you're not running like like the top two seeds in the same pool you'll be all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> just yeah what we what we've uh for netflix superstars 10 i think we did uh fanders helped me out a lot with the seating we did uh so first i ordered them by not the official ranked ladder but it was a slightly different mathematical model that was supposed to be more accurate so i was like well there's your problem yeah. <laughs> he's straight we... for the ladder <laughs> first we ordered them via that and then we said okay this tournament goes what in the top 32 so like let's at least make sure we get the top 16 really good top 16 17 is the same thing and then the top 32, we put a little bit more effort into it. And then after that, it's like, all right, we just go by the math at that point. I think we messed around based on, uh, you know, for the top 16, we used, like, previous champs. And we went by, you know, previous tournament results and stuff like that. You know, tried to divide it up. And then, yeah, as the, as the seeds got lower, we were like, all right, just use the number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're all in agreement, though, that Netplay Superstars has got to stay open. I think that's the biggest uh, That's the biggest thing, for sure. Yeah, I think I might be the one that strays the most from that opinion, and my caveat to open is there might be some, like, direct invites into a final stage, which might be, like, pools or bracket for, like, the top, top players. 
but there absolutely should be no reason that you can't qualify into the final bracket. Whatever the final MPS That's bracket fair. is, you there must be some process that you can make it in by just signing up and being in the server. I think yeah. is absolutely necessary. Um, I guess. Part of, here, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, part of me says, you know, top player privilege is all right. Give the top, you know, give the top eight seeds like a buy through pools or whatever. But then also part of me is like, if you're a top eight seed, just win your pool. Just win yeah, your pool. exactly. <laughs> I, the three things that I think that I want to see is some sort of remedy to pools. So that way it's not a TO nightmare for Cokes when people <laughs> drop. Like what, whether that's double mm-hmm. ELIM pools. So that basically if you're mathematically out, you don't have to play anymore. Like setting up some sort of format like that. Um, if there's bigger punishments for dropping out of NPSs without a, like a valid like life reason, like obviously those happen. Like I don't want to punish anyone for that, but like, but then also some of those people. Honestly, I feel like the people that drop from pools don't stick with it. They're like new yeah. people that hop in and then they don't stick with it anyways. So a slap on the wrist for like you can't join the next one. Well, they weren't joining the next one anyways because um, they just give up. Remembering um, Swiss pools, you know, if we had bigger pools and it was just you played who had the same record as you. So you still end yeah. up with a top two and people that are low in the, the seating or like the record standings dropping out won't affect the top seeds because they're only playing the players who have also won their games. That's something I've, I've thought about or like having like that qualification circuit be like a Swiss style of like a lot of people. Yeah. And then you like filter into either the double Elim pools or regular pools, but like only have like eight, or something like that, and then you go to final 16 or final 32 bracket, and like you can run, you could run like five rounds of Swiss in one day, like five rounds, yeah. five games, or six days in one day. Like we already do top eight in one day. Like that's not a, that's not an awful ask. It's a so long yeah, day, but it's it, not a, it's not unreasonable. Top to eight's ask. different though, because those are yeah. the people that made it I that agree, far. They're but... committed. They are committed to that. If you get some rando Joe that just you know goes in and. Not sorry, not you, Joe. But if you get some random person and <laughs> and they're just a random and they're gonna commit to play six games, they'd be like, "No, I don't want to do that." And they're yeah, there's gonna be stuff going on. I really think though, like say we had a sixty-four person tournament, right? Uh, you know, eight pools, eight people in a pool sounds like a lot, but you know, it's realistically the only person playing, the only people playing six plus games are the people who are winning their games, and those are the people yeah. who want to play their games. Yeah. So I think that I think that's definitely a, an action. Like I kind of just thought of like Swiss off the top of my head here, but I think that's like a legitimate solution to this problem. I, I yeah, I think the the only things that I want to see is that the hype around it remains. I don't want it to become a format that we have to play it over a month to get through an MPS. No. I think that just kind of delays hype, and I want it to still be the respect and prestige for winning one is like. Like, I don't want there to be, okay, we had the first 10, MPS 10 and before, and then we go to a new format and people, like, don't see those champions in the same light. Like, I don't think that's fair if we're going to keep calling it MPS. Yeah, um, I think Swiss I affects that, though. Coke's what are you saying? I don't think it does. No, I've actually thought about Swiss before. It's been brought up. I am admittedly not. I generally know how Swiss works. You know, you play someone with the same record as you and all that stuff. I don't, I'm not familiar with all the logistics. But the first thing that occurred to me with Swiss was that um, it's similar to bracket where the next round can't run until all of the games of the previous round are finished. Yep. That's um, true. 
So if you're doing the format like we do with round robin pools where you play it over the course of, you know, on your own time over the course of however many days, that's already not really going to work because it just takes one dude to just be like, oh, I uh, I fell asleep or, I you know, my power went out or whatever it is. And then the entire thing gets held up. Oh. So the yeah, alternative with that, you have <laughs> to do it on a set day um, in order to make Swiss work like you guys uh, brought up before. And that already already that also has its own set of drawbacks as well. Uh, you know, asking people to commit to two days instead of just the one for top eight or whatever it is. You know, there's its own drawbacks there as well. Looks like we're back to round challenge. robin. <laughs> yeah, and that's the real challenge between all this is whenever, you know, when, when trying to think of a format, you want to think of something that, A, there's enough games where you don't just, you know, have one bad game and then it's like, all right, well, I'm basically out of the tournament now. Uh, so, you know, you want some sort of, not way too much because, you know, people got to get eliminated eventually, but a little bit, you know, a little bit of leeway where it's, every game doesn't matter too, too much. You also want enough games to where the better players, better players are more likely to win. You know, if it was single Elim, you know, a single Birdo ball can literally just make you take 49th place. It's like, all right, you know, this, this tournament doesn't really mean much anymore, you know? Um, at the same time, with more games comes more scheduling issues, and then you have to decide between whether if you want to extend the length of the tournament to, from one week to one and a half to two weeks long, or if you want to have set days to play all the games. That way there's no issues, like you have to play on these two days. But then people are less likely to set up, sign up because they have to commit to two days instead of just one. And if the tournament, if you instead go with the two-week format, well, then the tournament's longer and people start to lose interest the longer the tournament is. See, summer playoffs, that was three months long, and literally nobody cared by the time the World Series showed up. <laughs> That's a bit of an extreme example, but there's yeah. a lot of you know confounding factors to try to balance of this thing. This is why I spend a lot of time trying to think about it. I was going to say, you could tell that Coke has thought long yeah. and hard about this, <laughs> and there's no good solution yet. Oh. Almost like, exactly what I was going to say is, by the way, people, this is a live think tank session, yeah. and you just saw all the issues with each problem, yeah. so you're just like, why don't you just do this format, Cokes? Yeah. Because not that there's easy. an issue with it. It's not just that easy. So right. I, I I, do want to say is that Cokes is the GOAT TO right now <laughs> in the community, and I hope it Absolutely. stays that way. Um, so, But yeah, so if you have ideas, like always propose them, but please be constructive when doing so, and also try and uh, be aware of the downsides of your uh, idea because all ideas have them for this tournament structure. Like I said, we are trying, yeah. we are trying to allow for the most people while still giving the advantage to the top players. So that way, upsets happen, but it's not like a Mickey Mouse tournament. Sorry, Baltimore. Um, <laughs> Twelve then... entrants, by the way. <laughs> um, and then also trying to find something that keeps people engaged throughout the whole because like i said we could expand out to a month or two months and this is all done we do a format that gross you have a lot of time to do it but then no one's gonna be interested um yeah. so yelling is hard man <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. easy <laughs> i mean i have i for example i have an idea in the tank for a, a long form tournament yeah. tournament that uh we maybe we can talk about on a different podcast i think we're coming up on the end here um but the way that that one's going to keep interested is going to be very low commitment each round. And I think there's some like special little tweaks throughout that keep it interesting throughout it. Um, 
And so you have to design it very carefully if you're going to do a tournament for more than like a week or two. So anyways, like, comment, and, and like, subscribe, <laughs> comment, and tell Coax exactly how you would run this tournament and do it better than him. Tell him uh, why he's wrong. Tell him how Coax is wrong with every one of his thoughts that he's thought out for the last six months. Um, and yeah, about how actually. all the discussions are uh, pointless in that you should yeah. just uh, just do pools forehead. <laughs> oh, sorry. But before before we wrap up on the topic of people leaving comments on YouTube, someone left a comment. This is a little bit bit of a tangent here. Someone left a comment on a Dinger City video recently where we discussed uh, fielder swap limits because I suggested we should limit them to two. And then the guy was like, two is not a big enough limit. We need to do one and then wrote like an essay. It was like... <laughs> I was reading it. It took me like five minutes to read this comment. Wow. It was just like, it was insane. Wow. People are passionate about <laughs> how say, we're doing things wrong. Imagine being that passionate about having a wrong opinion. <laughs> Damn, we just appreciate it. the passion in this community and how people yeah, show it. Yeah. Even if yeah. sometimes the takes are a bit out there. We, I, as long as you're respectful and cordial whenever Absolutely. you say them, I always love reading them and always love new input because new thinking, even if it's like out there now, um, maybe in three months we'll be like, wow, they were right all along. Like, maybe. is para right field meta? Hey, Dilo uh, was talking about it. Exactly. He might be the pioneer before Maddie even. Yeah. <laughs> or real comments like, why is Remke so bad with Boomerang, bro, and hating on him? <laughs> lol wow looks like that's all the time we have all right that's gonna wrap it up for dingers and discourse you're home for the mario baseball podcast uh this is a new one rate us on spotify rate us on apple music you know give us some love there uh the more ratings the more uh broad this gets put out um thank you to these fine folks uh that being hell's remke mr joe clutch and little cokes for coming on the show today uh, if you have any questions you want to leave for viewer comments, leave them down below on the YouTube uh, video uh, so we can read them and see them. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we head out, guys? Draft hammer, bro, not boomerang, bro. Right, Once again, that. I'll read every comment, so please leave a lot. I like reading them. All right. Well, Thanks for I'll watching. About your placements and tournaments. <laughs> Complain about everything. As I always say, adios and goodbye.